The Double Panic Podcast is a group of a few obnoxious, sometimes salty, mostly good guys who share opinions about video games and gaming media. This podcast is rated for mature listeners. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to the Double Panic Podcast. My name is Yanni. Uh, before, and I always like to uh, let you guys know a few things. Uh, for starters, if you currently are watching this over on YouTube as of right now, uh, be sure to head over down to Twitch TV for slash Double Panic because we're going to be streaming this live on Saturdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time starting uh, a couple weeks from now. So uh, if you guys are used to coming here every weekend for the podcast, uh, head over down to Twitch and be sure to follow us there. Also, be sure to follow us on our social medias at Double Panic at X2 Panic on Twitter. And also be sure to uh, peep in the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts. Uh, literally almost any place there's a podcast, we are there. And also while you're there, be sure to go ahead and submit a review. Give us five stars if you can possibly do so. My name is Yanni and I'm joined here today by my two co-hosts. Yeah, uh, me. It's Jake. It's the other co-host. It's the one, the co-host with the most. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. That was a horrible cold <laughs> open. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm Revan. I do stuff and I do things, and I'm here, and we're we're awake. We're here. It's is it because we're just tired from the fucking stream we did the other night from Minecraft? Is that it? Yeah, probably. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, we're all tuckered out from the Minecraft. We're tuckered out. We're tuckered out, ladies and gentlemen. We're we're sorry. And also, we do recording sessions before time, so uh, that is why we are kind of like, eh, it's, it's, it is what it is. And also, Gypsy Weddings kind of took it took a lot. Of oh, fucking Gypsy Weddings were crazy. It was a good recording today, though. It was good stuff. Yeah. But uh, anyway, regardless, guys, we come here with the topics. We always have our topics on deck. Uh, today it's uh, it was a it was a slow news week. I guess we can check in on the Amareth and Indy Fox situation. Sure, uh, just really quick to do a refresh, get them videos, get those views. Hey, do you want to talk about beautiful busty redhead babes? It's just like fucking come on. But yes, let's check in on that. Why not? Yeah. So long story short, they're back. Nothing much happened. It is yep. what it is. Cool. That's normally how it goes. Meanwhile, the kid that got uh, banned for accidentally showing something on accident with no malice intent, he's still banned. His ass is still banned. He had to create a new account. He's gone. He's gone forever. Oh, man. That's horrible. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, like like the rest of the world, let's just ignore that and go on to the next controversy. Yanni, did you want to tell me about that story of Juneteenth or what was happening with Ikea? What the fuck's going on with that? All right. So, peep this. uh, uh, So, uh, I'm going to bring up the article here in just a second. But yeah, so basically what happened is Juneteenth is, for those of you guys that don't know, it's a, a American holiday. I'm not sure if they uh, celebrate it in other countries that have black people in it. But Juneteenth is a day that the st- slaves were freed. Uh, the last day that like all the all the slaves were gone because for those of you guys that didn't know, slavery, even though it ended after the Civil War uh, because motherfuckers were trying to finesse the system, uh, slavery didn't end until like uh, significantly after the world, world war or the civil war or uh, not too long, but like uh, it, uh, it took a while for it to end. And Juneteenth marks the date that the slavery is gone. And it's normally a black holiday, you know, black people celebrated like, Hey, yo, we're free now. 
And then uh, Ikea, literally probably one of the whitest establishments ever, decided to be like, hey, you know what we're about to do? Uh, how about for Juneteenth, this black ass holiday, we about to we about to celebrate y'all with some fried chicken and watermelon. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you actually did that? Yeah, they dead ass did that. Like they uh so the article uh so basically what happened, it, it happened in Atlanta, which uh which is a southern which is a southern state by the way, of, of America. So I kind of expected this to happen like somewhere in the South. Uh, yeah. We'll read the article real quick. A menu that the manager of a Ikea store in Atlanta says that it was meant to honor Juneteenth instead of angered, instead it angered black employees who called it insensitive. Many didn't show up for work on Saturday, Juneteenth, and some uh, thought about quitting. The manager is apologizing. Employees who requested anonymity uh, due to the fear of repercussions. So CBS Atlanta, uh, an email sent Friday said that as a special menu for customers and employees uh, was one way to honor the preserva- uh, uh, perseverance of black Americans and acknowledge the progress yet to be made. So essentially, long story short, uh, a bunch of clueless white people were like, you know what? Black people like fried chicken and watermelon. I've seen a comedy sketch. I know that's what you guys like. Let's do that as a, a, a commemorance of you guys. Let's do that as a celebration. Okay, so, so sorry, Revan, go ahead, buddy. I was just going to say, I just can't believe that somebody really okayed this. Like, how do you not, like, there's no way you didn't see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no freaking way. Either it was intentional or someone is just so, so stupid. Yeah, it, so uh, it's it's just one of those things where it was just like, you like, yeah, how did this get past like the final draft? Where it's just like, you know what, seriously. you know what, he, black people hate the most stereotypes, and what we're going to do more, we're going to stereotype not only on like, uh, not only just stereotyping in general, but literally on the day that is probably most important to black people in America. Yeah, like, so like, here's my thoughts. First of all, fried chicken's fucking delicious. Like yeah. I'm like you know I fuck with fried chicken. It's a good time. Same. But like at the same time, it's like they could have just they might as well have put up like the fucking picture of like PewDiePie when he's on the bridge, <laughs> like you know, and just put it up, man, on the IKEA, like because they're Swedish, are they not? Not to and not to misspeak or drag PewDiePie into another controversy. I just think that'd be a funny ass meme to send to him. But like it's like okay. <laughs> Hey, there's a holiday for like uh, this uh, this this group of people that like you know suffered horrible 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 fried chicken and watermelon, and it's like why would you do that? Like that's not something you should have done. Like that's you know, how did you feel about this? Were you just kind of like oh great thanks or like what the fuck man? I was just fucking shocked the fact that they think they could finesse somebody and being like oh we didn't know like m- like literally that's one of the first go tos if you're racist or a c- stand up comic in 2004 was like oh. Yeah. Fried chicken and watermelon. <laughs> it's just like, really, you you going to hit me with the oh we didn't know type thing? Like you knew damn well you were just like you well, you probably thought it was funny and then like thought people would run with it. Yeah, but like that's I don't know. Maybe they were just maybe that was like finessed from the from the people up top where they're like, okay, we need people to talk about IKEA because things are opening up and we need to have like furniture bought again. Here's how we can be in the news, right? It's one of those things like no PR, like uh, all PR is good PR or whatever, or bad PR, like whatever the fuck. I just think that's dumb. I think it's really insensitive. Like, it's yeah, like, oh, okay, cool. Much. 
Like, I'm not fucking 12 anymore, man. I don't like edge jokes like that. And, like, to pull the, oh, we didn't know. And it's like, you fucking knew. What are you talking about? There's no way they didn't know. Like, there's no, you can't see that, approve it, and say that you didn't know. Like, there's no way. Got some, like, got some fucking Swedish guy up in the top thing, just like, oh, yeah, okay, so we will take the fried chicken and the watermelon. I don't know why he's German. We will take the fried chicken and the watermelon and the cornbread, and it'll be very delicious. Everyone will love it and have very good smiles. And it's just like, all right, buddy, like, no. Like, like it's like that fucking scene in South Park where they make fun of, like, the N-word uh, of, like, someone saying it by mistake. You know, you guys remember the Wheel of Fortune episode, right? Oh, uh, yeah. The, yeah. When naggers. Naggers, yeah. It's so, I'm so scared to say anything even remotely close to that word. But anyway, so it's like, so like, and then like, he's like, I didn't mean to say it. I, I, that's what I thought it was. It was confusing. And then all these comedians that have said the N word come out and it's like this big, dumb politics thing on how maybe we shouldn't probably say the word. And they do this thing where they vote to change the other phrase where they called people N word guys because they said it before. And like all the white people who are afraid of being associated with racism are like, I want to vote to change that. And then fucking Colin Powell's just like, nay, <laughs> are you kidding? Like, that's stupid. Why are we voting for this? It was like the dumbest shit that I've ever fucking seen. This is this yeah. eeks of that kind of decision. Like there was probably one dude on the board who raised his hand and goes, hey, um, maybe let's not be racially insensitive. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. It's very good. We do this anyway. Yeah, fish and ham, well, whatever the fuck the Swedish people eat. I think it was like, I, I know it's a funny joke, but I like just so commenters aren't in here like, oh, like blah, 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 blah. It's not the Swedes' fault. Like, duh, no shit. No we shit. know it's like the manager of that thing. It's, yeah. it's just fun to make fun of the fact that, yeah, the the store from the whitest people in the world is just yeah. like, yeah, we're going to do this uh, shit, uh, stupid bullshit. But you got to address the shit because people will come at you thinking like, yeah. oh, all white people are like this or all Swedes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, a dumb manager that thought they can pull over one on black people for on yeah. TNT. And then exactly. they want to uh, claim like, oh, innocence or whatever. And it's just yeah. like, nah, it's just say you want to do it, say, or maybe say that you're so ignorant that you thought the stereotype was true. That would be fine yeah. as well. Because like, ignorance go, well, is... It's not. <laughs> it's, uh, okay, lesson learned. You know, this is also like, it's just, it's just shitty. It's dumb. Speaking of innocence, though, you know who's not innocent? Who? Bobby Kotick. Oh, we ah. get into that? Okay. Alright, Jake, you about... take it off because you, because you... So... Robert Kotick, otherwise known as Bobby Kotick, otherwise known as the snake oil salesman, otherwise known as the man with the plan, otherwise known as Activision's devil, otherwise known as Dickhead Robert, got a raise. The Activision Blizzard shareholders have just barely approved the company's controversial executive compensation plan, which will pay CEO, the chief executive officer, Robert Kotick, $154.6 million as a bonus for doing nothing. I don't. I always get baffled that when I hear CEOs getting paid this much yearly, where it's just like, literally, what are you doing with this money? Like, if I, I if I got paid this much amount of money, I'll be reinvesting it back into either the employees or the business to make it better. Like, I don't need like probably one million of that. I would actually do to like, hey, if I want to splurge or do stupid mm-hmm. shit like that. But mm-hmm. when it comes to a uh, one uh, uh, one hundred fifty four point six million dollar. Like that is ridiculous. That's a ridiculous amount of money. So it was a delayed vote, and fifty-four percent of the shareholders in Activision Blizzard voted yes to give him the bonus. Here's the problem: 
it's okay whatever if you like let's say you do great work on something like you're curing whatever the fuck you're doing great humanitarian efforts blah 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 he's not he he got this bonus and this is just after laying off like hundreds like thousands of employees yeah like yeah let's fuck these people but i want almost 200 million dollars please or like hey let's fix world of warcraft and like call of duty and make them good so people love it no but like like let's give this white small short man who's been photoshopped as the devil multiple times like all this money for what i don't get it it's pardon me it's the stupidest i'm gonna throw up i'm getting so mad it's so dumb the amount of money that like between the three of us we will probably never ever see that even if we blow up and become stupid huge or whatever and like you know uh, i released the new air jakes that are made in a sweatshop and fucking nike <laughs> you know and then like we, we would never see that kind of money ever fucking right. ever and that's just a fucking fact right and like because that kind of money you see you have to be willing to stomp all over and step all over people yeah. that are that just climb to the top and it's disgusting like i'm looking at it going dude like you, he could have been like no nah, i'm not i don't need the bonus and they'd be like oh where are we gonna put it let's reinvest it back into the games and hire some new people because we, we laid off a bunch of them but instead this little toad this little fucking slimy toad it's like, no, give me all the money, please. Bobby Kotick hungry. And it's like, what the fuck, man? It's it's the worst. It's it's horrible. I fucking hate it. So yeah, that's that's what I wanted to talk about yeah. today. Do you yeah. do you guys believe that like CEOs should be given these fucking stupid bonuses after like laying people off? Dude, if this oh, no, guy is you a always... CEO. Go ahead, uh, I'll go. let you go first, Reverend. All right. Okay. Well, I was just gonna say, like, if this guy's a CEO, he clearly already has a lot of money. And it's like you could have taken all of that money in that bonus and like offered severance packages to the people that you laid off. You know what I'm saying? Like help them out because times are tough for everybody the past year. Like but people just don't care. Like I don't know. It gets under my skin. I I divided uh now outside of like any taxes or whatever. I just did a straight division. I divided that uh that uh 154 uh, million dollars divided by a thousand. Now I know damn well there's not like a thousand people that work under Activision like immediately. But even if I did it under a thousand, motherfuckers would be getting paid like uh, over a hundred thousand dollars a year. So that's enough to hire like a thousand people and pay them well over the amount to be comfortable because you only need like seventy thousand a year to be comfortable. So, like, the fact that, and I know people are going to get on me like, oh, like a whole bunch of like capital boner having people want to get on me like, oh, well, the mo like about money earned and your money being earned and stuff like that. And it's just people hate when other people tell people how to spend their money or where the money should be allocated to. But yeah, when but these we have people out here that don't have jobs and that are in the video game industry is, is hard. Like, even if you're good at it, it's hard to break into it. So, the fact that there are motherfuckers struggling to get a, uh, a a good paying job in the video game industry, mind you, they have talent. This isn't motherfuckers asking for uh, th this isn't motherfuckers asking for like a, a raise or whatever, or like or uh, people asking for money just as a handout. This is like no people with actual talent and skill are going jobless because there's a C CEO that a doesn't know how to properly manage the company because Activision. Uh, has terrible business practices but hey call of duty on mobile ladies and gentlemen call of duty on mobile that's all you need to say like yeah how much another did call of duty on mobile make i don't know nothing say. probably nothing and then they it, have fucking like world of warcraft here's another expansion that you're not going to touch 
because it's not great. It's not balanced. It's not anything that you wanted, etc. Okay, so they raked in over a billion dollars for Call of Duty Mobile over the few years. So, so fucking they, hire more people. A billion yeah. dollars. This asshole gets 150, 46, whatever the fuck. Like, I think my favorite story regarding Bobby Kotick was that he was upset that people were photoshopping him to look like the devil. Because he's like, I'm not able to get good dates. I'm like, good, you shouldn't. Fuck you. Fucking $154 million fucking bonus have it as Toady Man. Like, you want to you wanna sit there? It's like a regular. Slubby middle-aged man, like what? Do you- uh, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that was the Blizzard Activision Bobby Kodak being a scumbag and just raking in the dough. And what is he going to do? That probably what every other rich person does: hoard it and probably uh, nothing. Uh, it was probably yeah. intergenerational well, wealth. But I don't even think he has children. No, he doesn't have children. Not that I know of as far as... I could be wrong. You might have kids. You might have something. It could be generational wealth. I think wealth should be distributed. Like So, like, a lot of the people that argue the capitalism thing, or they say, no, that's you got to work hard for your money. Okay, fucking white guy that's 30 that works at, like, a telecom company that has no RRSPs or anything. Like, what are you doing with your money then? Like, do you hope one day that magically you will be a fucking billionaire if you work hard enough? No, because you're probably an honest Joe, like someone who works hard, but also pays their way and makes sure that this, you may not donate to many charities, but you try to like, you know, do what you can for your fellow man. You try to buy local, you try to do good things. Because you buy local, because you're not willing to outsource, because you want to like have clean, good American phone, whatever the fuck. You're you're not going to be that way because all of these tech billionaires and these people that own these fucking companies and are CEOs and chief executive officers and CFOs and chief fuck officers and all that shit, they they step on people and they're always okay. How can I keep this money back in my pocket? How is the way I can keep this money back in my pocket? And Activision is like, hey, loot boxes, k this, k that, EA loot boxes, this FIFA's a it's a it's a gambling machine for kids to like buy Chris, tri, fucking Cristiano Ronaldo or whatever the fuck like over and over again for your team and all that shit. It's dumb. It's it's stupid because it just is. It's just the way of the world. And until we start to like go, okay, look, I'm happy with maybe this much in World of Warcraft. Cool. Or I'm happy for this. It's the same argument like um I had an argument with one of my buddies who's um he's worked hard his whole life and he has a good work ethic. And like we all like to work hard and do our own thing. Like when we're recording it's go time, etc. But he said like I'm I'm not happy if like somebody that's some teenage kid that's working at McDonald's is making seventeen dollars an hour. I'm like, why? Because that money is going to go directly back into stupid shit that we wouldn't buy that a 17-year-old kid would buy. He's probably going to buy a car. He's probably going to buy clothing. He's probably going to buy whatever. He might help out his mom. He might fucking see about investing. He might be putting more wealth into the economy. Like, why would you not want to pay someone $17 an hour to work at McDonald's? Why the fuck not? Like, what if, like, well, some people, like, you know, that shouldn't be a career. Okay, but for many people, the majority of people... It is because that's what they know how but to the do. The problem is, best, like, I hate when right? people think that, like, the like, oh, people are going to like quit career jobs because of uh, McDonald's is paying too high. Like, motherfucker, not. like, I don't want to be a burger flipper for. And even if you do that, that's fucking fine. Some people yeah. have no skill outside of just being a hard worker. Some mm-hmm. people are just good at doing hard work, and they're yeah. fine with doing that. And basically, like. People with this mindset are the same people that are working these factory jobs that are like, oh, that are complaining when tech jobs come in and people of a higher skill level are needed for these tech jobs. And they're complaining like, oh, I don't have the skill to do this shit. 
what about that teenager that doesn't have the skill to do the uh the other job and he has to yeah. work at McDonald's? Exactly. Like, I'm not working at a place for seven dollars an hour. No, fuck. That's like providing me nothing. Like that's uh, like. I I just don't understand the mindset of that sometimes, yeah. where it's just like, and also teenagers stimulate the uh, can stimulate the economy more than grown people do because yeah. grown people yeah. have bills to pay. That doesn't stimulate the mm -hmm. econ economy. That goes either directly towards banks or whatever uh, landlord or uh, or mortgage agency you have that you're paying through. It directly goes towards the banks. Back to that, it doesn't. Like it doesn't fund like any private businesses, small businesses at no. all. Because as soon as I get a paycheck, eighty percent of that is going towards like government funded shit, like the uh, electric, electric, uh, the, or like internet or water. stuff you need to do your thing, or water or power or yeah. hydro. Yeah. Like in can in Canada, our minimum wage is like fourteen fifty, I think it is, right? So like you might go, wow, fourteen fifty. Well, no, our costs are exceedingly high. It's fucking stupid. Like. For rent for the area I live in, it's like um, it, you're looking at like seventeen hundred dollars a month for a room, and then plus heat and hydro. It's, it's stupid. Like you're you're not able to survive on that on your own. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like even housing markets. Like I have to go super far north, which is fine. I like the quiet. But like there are houses that are like three hundred k up north. Awesome. That's cool. That's within a budget for one person, depending on what you make a year, right? Or what your what your salary gross take home is. But then, like, in my area, like, or closer to Toronto, I should say, like, south from me, like, it's like uh, this mystery. You're never going to know where Jake lives. <laughs> but I'm near Toronto. So, like, um, in Toronto, like, you're looking at houses that are, like, a million, a million, two, a million, whatever. And it's a fucking, it's a condo. And you have to pay condo fees. So, like, who the fuck has this money to be like, yeah, I'll buy this. Like, you know, obviously, like, you're not going to buy the whole thing. But, like, you have the purchase power if you have good credit. And that's where it happens. People with money hold the power because people with money can go be like, yeah, I'm going to go do this. This is my purchase power. So like, let's say they have ridiculous amounts of money in the bank. You go up to a banker and you go, yeah, I want to finance this home or I want to buy this home or, or do whatever the fuck with it. They're going to go, okay. So me who has not enough money in the bank and my wife who has maybe we have like a small amount of savings, nothing spectacular. They'd look at us and go, well, this guy here, Billy badass, big dick, Doug Dimodome of the Dimsdale Dimodome has like this big fat stacks of like millions of dollars. Well, we're going to give it to him. And it's like, yeah, but that's his orphan crushing machine. We need somewhere to live. He's like, but they're like, no, we're going to give it to him for his orphan crushing machine so he can, you know, crush more orphans. And then he's going to go and donate to stop and turn off the orphan crushing machine. And I'm mixing metaphors, but it doesn't matter. It's basically rich people are evil and we need to eat them. And then when we become rich, we must be cannibalized by the race or people after us. And that's how that works. It's a cyclical thing. The problem is trickle down wealth isn't happening to trickle down. I'm I'm, I'm fucking blown fuse right now. <laughs> like I'm just like yeah, I'm so, so fucking worked up. Ugh. All right, all right, angry person. Let's let's tra tra transition over to another angriest person. Oh, true. I like uh, that. What a good segue, Yanni. <laughs> And uh, let's go. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, angriest Pat, uh, angriest YouTube Pat. person, YouTube streaming personality, formerly yes. uh, part of the Super Best Friends Play, uh, yeah. an old uh, YouTube channel that uh, inspired a lot of people, probably back in the day. And us, um, and we're hoping to get some of their audience. That'd be nice. Like no, yeah. no, no, uh, no, tea, no shade. maybe not because uh, <laughs> yeah, who, who knows? Not. But like, but uh, depending on how uh, this conversation goes. But anyway, yeah, you, yeah. Okay, so Jake, you brought this article to me. So why don't you? Again, this is like a Jake explaining things, but like, yeah, yeah let's. It's, it's, it's something that was it was very interesting to me. I asked both of you guys. I was like, Revan, do you know Pat from whatever? And Revan said, uh, a little bit, not a, a whole little lot. bit. 
And then yeah. Yanni was like, yeah, what? And I'm like, hey, you guys know David Jaff or Jaff or whatever? The guy that worked on the God of War, the original uh, director guy. Twisted Metal guy. He had that David Jaff had that thing where he's like, yeah, Twisted Metal, shoot this car. <laughs> you could do this and control a gun to shoot a car. It was dumb. So David Jaff is the utmost 100% man that has all bad takes, period. He has so many bad takes. He's king of the bad takes. His most recent bad take was that crunch is good. So when you, need to, when you need to finish a project, when you need to put in extra time, you need to do whatever, crunch is good, especially in the video games industry because we get, you know, better, like this, that, and the other thing. So that tweet that we have there reads, I don't know this guy, but he said some mean stuff that was wrong. I called him out, and he called me out for calling him out, blah, blah, blah. Essentially what happened was Cliff Blazinski is saying something about doing crunch. Angry as Pat said, hey, uh, like, you know, crunch is bad. That's dumb. I'll be laughing when you're you know, um, studio goes out of business to Cliff Bozinski. David Jazz comes in and goes, yeah, no, Crunch is good, though. And Pat's like, no, you're objectively wrong and you have a bad take. So they have this little Twitter fight back and forth. And what happens is David Jaff basically says, oh, well, come on my podcast. We'll talk about it. And Pat's like, I'm good, man. I don't want to be in your podcast. Like, I'd rather not talk with you on this because I just don't want to. And David Jaff keeps sea lioning him. So sea lioning, if you're doing the argumentative world, is when you try to butt into somebody and say nice things and say, oh, no, no, but we can talk about this nicely over here. We can do this nicely over here. And the correct response to a talk, and I'm probably quoting sea lioning wrong, but the correct response to talking to someone who is sea lioning is to either A, ignore them, or B, take them out of the knees. So basically what Pat did is Pat was like, yeah, dude, like I, we have standards for guests on our podcast. I don't need you on mine. Like he basically said to David Jaff, he's a fucking nobody. And the thing with David Jaff is like, he's just crunch is bad. It's a bad take. And then you don't need to go around basically gaslighting slash sea lining some random YouTube dude who disagrees with your viewpoint. That's like if um, someone were to come on here and say, hey, Jake, I disagree with your viewpoint. I'd be like, fair. You're allowed to disagree with my viewpoint. I'm not going to go and sit there and try and make you debate me. Like, that's dumb. Also, Pat doesn't give a shit. Pat talks out his ass half the time about everything. So, like, to bring someone on to debate him, to talk about fucking David Jaff about that shit, like, does he not know he's fueling his crazy bullshit? He's just going to sit there and yap at him for fucking two hours and they're both going to look like idiots? Yeah, yeah the like, problem is, is that, like, I would never defend, like, Pat on anything because he just he's not a good arguer uh, arguer like I that's why I don't do debate or talk to people about shit because I'm not going to argue at a wall I'm literally not going to do that like even though Pat is right in this case it's probably like good that he wasn't like he didn't like uh, like I know the reason why he denied is just because that's Pat's mo but like uh, yeah but it would probably not make him look worse but like just have him just. He, he he has like this you didn't win mentality when it comes to arguing because he has his objective point of view and it's never going to change. So there is going to be like no like middle ground anywhere, sh any shape or uh, any, any way, shape or form. And this isn't me like defending what Jaffe said in regards to crunch or whatever. Yeah, I have a very like um kind of is is kind of like an interesting take on crunch, like where it's just like. I don't know. The game industry doesn't want, or like the fans doesn't want, want crunch, but they do when they want the game. It was just like because I was just re remembering the whole situation with Cyberpunk and about how people were kind of like, uh, but like Cyberpunk's a different thing where it's just like they didn't pro they didn't deliver on any of the promises that they made initially. Yeah, and well, no, no mean, amount of time would probably fix that. 
that's my problem with crunch is because like you'll rush out a fucking game that's not finished it's filled with mm-hmm. glitches filled with bugs i paid like 60 dollars for this game that's just fundamentally not it's broken right and like i have no like breath of the wild was an amazing game that game was in development for like seven eight years or something like that they kept delaying it and delaying it i would much rather a company delay a game and get a beautiful polished product in the end of it than them like making people work like a, a ridiculous amount of hours just trying to finish a game that they're not even finishing they're just getting it shippable you know like yeah and that's always like the worst because it's something that basically like crunch can be it's 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 hard i don't i, I don't agree with crunch because crunch in any job is fucking horrible and i've yeah. worked some shitty jobs where we've had to do like projects and have it done like within a week like i used to work call center jobs where like okay we have a bunch of new hires coming in redesign all this training content in three days and it's like fuck and it's the worst because then they're like mandatory overtime and you fucking hate yeah. it and yeah. it's not worth it because it's like okay what are we really doing we're just redesigning this stuff for new people to not know what's going on with it like it's dumb it's stupid um, so if we, okay, let's talk about Red Dead 2. So Red Dead Redemption is probably the magnum opus of video games I've ever played. Like both of the games, one and two. And two has so much like technology in it. I like to call it technology because it's just, there's so many little things that happen and there's so many good things that happen and the gunplay works really well and the horse riding is really good and the world is fully realized and you could just go fishing and that's how I judge video games. If you can fish in a video game and it's amazing, it's a good video game. Like everything okay. with fishing, absolutely, exactly. Revan agrees with me. He was fucking fishing last night in Minecraft. It's great. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but like Red Dead had crunch in it, and people were like, "Oh, well, crunch is bad." And it's like, yeah, it is. But like, what did the employees have to say to that? Because if you're crunching on something that you're super passionate about and you're really happy to be working on, it's not so bad. You know what I mean? Like, if you all have a team mindset where it's like, okay, we're like our team here is going to really bang out. Let's say coding the fucking horse genitals. So they shrink in the winter. We're going to bang it out. It's going to look so good. You're going to see the ball shrink. It's going to be perfect. Because that's what happens in that game. Your ball, The horse balls will shrink, right? Which is, fa- I don't know why the fuck they that's would code hilarious. that. It's hilarious, right? But what if the team was super passionate? And I, that's weird to see that this team is super passionate about, like, yeah, coding sure. horse balls. But, like, what if they're like, we're going to make this so fucking good when we show it to our project lead? They're going to be, I don't know how fucking game development works, clearly. I'm an idiot. Don't listen to me. But they go to show it to their project lead. And the project lead is like, wow, you guys fucking knocked out of the park. And then they go out and they get drunk as fuck and they just like celebrate after, you know, because they worked really hard on something they, they were passionate about. That's something that can be evidenced as a good time for crunch. But when it's sprung upon you by managers going, hey, we need to get this game out tomorrow. Like, that's bullshit. Like, Cyberpunk should have been in the oven for way longer. Um, yeah. Same thing with that D&D game that came out. Um, I, I don't want to I like I don't want to put Cyberpunk because like after playing like it didn't deliver on anything that they really promised no. and they probably mm-hmm. should have just like and also there was a lot of shady stuff and i know this is on like the, the marketing team uh, mm-hmm. point of it but it's just like there was a lot of shady stuff going on where just where i'm like crunch probably wouldn't help that game because even if they no. would have because even if okay a cyberpunk tangent even if they would have made the game run 60 frames per second all consoles uh looks for seeing people pop in when they when they're supposed to pop in still what they promised in the initial beginning is not what the game that we got cyberpunk is a generic almost gta future game yeah. uh, I, we were promised like a uh, like almost a future D, more customization you, you able to like you're able to play the story more to like 
how you want to play it. Like the choices that you actually did in the game actually mattered. And none of that's the case. It's just like, it's just the GTA game, but, uh, but in the future. And uh, honestly, there was no amount of crunch or uh, no amount of time that could make the game what they initially promised to us. And they should have been honest about that. So I wouldn't put cyberpunk in the necessary uh, uh, bin of like, oh, crunch ruined this game. No, it was over. Yeah, that was, that was delivering. Yeah, exactly. And like, like there was some like there's some games where it's like like to Revan's point, I'm happy. I'll wait for a fucking game to just be done. Like you know what I mean. And yeah. every time they delayed Cyberpunk, I was like, good, just keep delaying it then. If it's not ready, it's not ready. Don't don't release right. it, right? Or and just like, don't I, announce it. Like don't announce it. Like, just leave it alone. Because you know? we didn't even know like Breath of like Breath of Wild literally came out within a year of it being announced because they yeah. didn't talk about it for years yeah. or whatever. It was a and fucking also surprise. Having, uh, and also probably having like multiple teams working on something like uh, or like work on something else while you're working on the mainline game possibly helps so you can get people to stop bitching yeah, it does. or whatever because mm-hmm. because it's, it's hard because at the same time like I can understand like I'm trying to because I worked in the game industry before so I'm trying to come at it with the Jaffe or uh, Jaff or whatever the fuck his name is point of view working in working in the business um, of the fact because i literally worked under the marketing department where it's just like you got these suits motherfucker these suits constantly yelling at you or not or yelling but pestering you like hey when's when's the game coming out what's what's, what's doing it what's doing it because we because we we know we need our money now give me give me the money now like that's all they they don't understand how video games are developing that it's not like a movie because video games are like the most lucrative lucrative thing ever now and a lot more investors are jumping in and they're not realizing that video games aren't movies you can't churn out a video game in a year it takes yeah. several years, and they're yeah. getting impatient coming at because uh, because the game that I was working on at the time uh, I, I can't mention it because I, I don't know NDA, the NDA is still NDA, yeah. exactly but, um, yeah, yeah yeah but it uh, it didn't come out because of the fact that like it um it, it was just constantly just being delayed and being constantly being worked on and then the investors eventually pulled money because it was taking longer than they wanted to to go they moved to a different developer. And the day, and the, and the game came out like as a mobile game. So like that's that's the route of how it took. And I can understand from like a when you're in a de- developer's mindset where you constantly have investors hounding you, where it's just like you got to crunch, you got to crunch, or all these people. Not only not only they could possibly lose a job, but they can lose uh they can lose investors and all that stuff so yeah. I, I'm coming again. This is not me defending crunch because I because I know we're going to get a lot of. Uh, SBF friends, uh, just yelling at us, be like, "How the fuck dare you?" Like how, like it's not. I'm just trying to be like, okay, be the reasonable person. Like, okay, I can see why you probably think that Crunch is good. It's not, but uh, I can I can see your point of view. But uh, this is this is that's how I like to argue. I like to be like, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but overall, it it is not good to force your workers to like. And also, there's a a shame culture of like, oh, you didn't. Like, like, don't you like? Haven't you ever had a job where you worked and like you? Okay, it's time to clock out, but there's still more work to be done. And like yeah, the manager almost sure. kind of shames you, where it's just like, yeah. well, you could just stay you. in a little bit. Yeah, it's just so, like yeah. you could stay in a little bit longer to get some work done. And it's like they kind of like almost like pester and shame you into working. Okay, so like, this of- is this is Jake's number one hundred percent solution to this. Okay, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. You find out what your working laws are, of course, wherever you are, Canada, wherever, whatever, wherever, like, you know, in the States, whatever. 
whatever. Like for me, mine is like you have. I think we can work a maximum of forty eight hours per week, and that's it. You don't like unless specifically agreed upon by the employee employer. So mm-hmm. if your boss, if you're in a, if you're in a job where it's like, hey, like you know, you know, we need you to stay to like do other stuff. First question out of your mouth: Are you paying overtime? And if they say, oh, well, you know, we just like, you know, well, yeah, 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 we will. Okay, cool. I would like you to write that down on this piece of paper over here. I so-and-so will make sure you get paid overtime for X amount of hours worked. And then you work the hours. Because now you have a legally binding thing saying they're going to pay you overtime for the hours you worked. Two, if they say, well, no, we just need you to stay maybe like an extra 10 minutes. No, fuck that. I'm out. See you later. Like, I my start this time, I end this time, that's what, my, that's what my job is. You have a life outside of work. If, for whatever reason, you're, you feel like, oh, well, you know, my, my really needs me, my, it's a family. No, get those fucking horrible, toxic thoughts out of your head. You go to your job, 9 to 5, whatever the fuck your job is. You work your hours, and then you leave, and you go home. And you keep working home separate. If anyone, if this is a good, when you're looking for jobs, too, if anyone's like, oh, our workplace is a family, don't fucking go there. Oh, our workplace has like, you know, work hard, play hard attitude. Don't fucking work there. Find a job where you have commitments, but also they let you go home at the end of your shift because it's bullshit that, you know, you work a hard day and it's like, oh, we have all this work we got to get done. Yeah, fuck you. I'm going home. I had a salaried position and salary basically means you're a fucking like wage slave. You can't do shit anymore. Salary is the worst. Like, if you don't negotiate properly for it, they'll underpay you and overwork you and it's the fucking worst job you'll ever have in your life. It's mandatory 12-hour days, mandatory fucking, like, you know, stupid meetings, mandatory, oh, it's 9 a.m., we need you in for this dumb call meeting that you have to come in for. It's horrible. Be firm, but be polite. If your boss goes, hey, you need to stay, like, late today for this, uh, no, I'm going home, sorry. Oh, well, it's really important because it's about, like, you know, the new product that's coming in. Great, send it to me in an email, I'll review it when I come in tomorrow. Like, I'm not doing it past my working hours, I'm going home. I worked in a... Um, like a, a retail setting that was like this. I can't. I, I'm not gonna say what we sold because NDA. I think it's still active. But basically, it was like, hey, we have this guy coming in that's our product specialist, and they would come in and they'd order a pizza, and we sit down and eat pizza and talk. No, fuck that. I want to go home. I want to spend time with my wife. I don't want to be here if I'm not being paid. Oh well, you know, you'll get paid, and they never paid you. They never fucking paid me any single time. I did not see a single wow. cent for these fucking meetings that I went to. It was horrible. It was dumb. So right, whenever you sign on to a new job. Go, hey, I will work this time to this time or whatever stipulated in my contract, no more, no less, and leave it at that. Now, if you want to be a go-getter and you want to work more and you want to do other things, work it out with your boss. I'm not saying it's bad if you work or you're a workhorse and you just live to work. That's totally fine. There's people out there that are like, yo, let's get this bread, and they're some of the hardest-working motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life, and there are other people I've worked with that are like, hey, I want to be 9 to 5 and just go home and do my own thing because I have family and kids and a life. And they're also hard workers. They're just like, I don't want to be here all fucking day. Yeah. Right? And I'm that's fair. That second one, so. Yeah, exactly. And that's fair. Yeah. That's fair of you to go, hey, it's my home time. I'm fucking clocking out. Yeah, as long as I get but, my 40 hours, I'm good. Yeah, I'm done. I got my 48 hours, fucking peace. I got enough for my fucking uh, benefits, fucking peace. And then you leave and you go home and you enjoy your life and then you record podcasts and bitch about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, like Exactly, but you shouldn't be ever like pressured into working more when you shouldn't. Like, but isn't that like a culture out in Japan, Yanni? We were talking about this a couple of, uh, LPs ago, yeah. where they work until they drink or whatever the fuck it is. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, and also like I don't. Again, I don't want to speak ignorant ignorantly on this stuff. I yes. know people who worked in Japan. I just know the culture based off of mm-hmm. what they told me. Yeah, and also I uh, lived in Japan for a little bit. 
So I kind of get the uh, general gist of how like that work culture is. Uh, and it's very like it, uh, shame driven. Like it's not that much different than America, ex except actually like, whereas Americans are like, yeah, fuck it. Like, you know how we are just like, fuck it. Like you're not going to shame me into working these extra hours. Mm -hmm. But as uh, Japan, uh, in Japan, it's a little bit more like, yo, we, you, we have to honor this shit because it, it, it is dire. We cannot just, cause, cause uh, what would end up happening is like, not only will like the ball, bosses sort of zone you out in a way if you'd be like okay no i'm good i'm i'm going or uh in japan like you have to socialize with not only your boss with your co-workers like if they offer to go out for drinks or whatever because uh because uh the girlfriend at the time uh my girlfriend at the time when we were there uh her boss invited us to go have drinks and shit and then we were obligated to go because of the fact that like uh, she, it, it's almost like sort of a thing that you have to do there. And it's a thing that people do here, but it's more of like a common courtesies type of thing where it's just like, you're not expected to do anything. You're not expected to go out and have drinks with your coworkers or whatever. But, uh, it's, it's kind of one of those things like, Hey, if you want a good workplace environment, you're going to hang out with, uh, people at work if you want to. But in Japan, it's like more of a, more of a culture yeah. Thing, so like you and work that, hard with the boss and then you get to know the boss more by going out and getting drunk as fuck with the boss right yeah then the boss then the boss goes hey here's some here's some things to get like you know here's how to do the job maybe a little bit like better on this and you and you have that kind of like meshing like development with the boss so that's why it's that's why that's how it can be a positive thing with that yeah and again, I don't want to speak negatively. Again, this is just based off of stories that I've heard and been told by people that have worked in Japan of the fact that they have been z literally zoned out by not only the boss, but as well as the employees that they work with, as well as employees under them, because like they didn't want to socialize or uh, because they uh, decided they had to literally had to leave because their mother was sick. They had to leave early. And then like the, the next few days or whatever, they were just zoning them out and just like kind of like almost like treating them like an outcast because of that. And I was like in America, that would happen, but only on like a upper management level type of thing. And even then it wouldn't be super serious. And most of the workers, again, most of the coworkers that you work with in America are on the same level of like, yo, I'm just doing this as a nine to five. This isn't yeah. what I want to do for a living. And yeah. also I understand your situation. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking of but, like that, then you'd have to deal with those Karen bosses and stuff. Really horrible segue. Cause we're, oh we're getting God. close to the end of the show. <laughs> the yeah. master of horrible segues. What's this fucking Jordan Peele movie where it's like, it's not it's a Jordan Peele movie. It's a, it's a Jordan Peele movie ripoff. Cause okay. you know how like get out got popular. Yeah, and people were like, "Oh, like I can do a Get Out or whatever, or just basically black horror, but without a, any of the nuances or charms that made it successful in the first place." So yeah, yeah. Th that's where Karen the movie comes in. So I'm going to run a trailer for you guys that are watching right now, the VOD version. Okay. Uh, the sound, of course, is going to be off. It's going to be muted or whatever. But essentially. Uh, it's a BET original movie that stands for Black Entertainment. Uh, it's an American yeah, yeah, yeah. system uh, okay. service. BET. All right, and so essentially, BET, how right. it works is like, okay, you got this black couple moving into a white neighborhood, and then, then uh, of course, you got this woman who's a Karen, and then she says some like wild shit. Hold on, I'm gonna go back to that scene. I've watched this trailer so many times. Oh, good God. Like, it's like, it, there's no subtlety to this at all. 
which is oh, kind of what they're peering uh, into it. It's, it's what's-her-face, Pentagasty, whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah, the, I don't remember her orange is the new black character name. Yeah. Pentatucky. You didn't watch that show, man? There's, like, lesbians uh, fingering in the first five minutes. Thick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Why are we talking about? Because it's great. <laughs> but anyway, essentially how uh, this goes or how this trailer goes is that um, it's, it's essentially a it's just like uh, a story that you would hear on r slash uh, uh, Karen or on a nice. subreddit or whatever because yep. it's just essentially like hey black couple moves in Karen doesn't like that uh, uh Karen is uh not a fan of that situation and uh hijinks I say hijinks ensue like it's uh like this is uh a wacky Tom and Jerry movie or whatever but like well, yeah um. This movie. So it's trying to play up the, uh, the tropes of. Oh, this is where we have technical difficulties on the uh, live part of th everything. Really? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We yeah, have it in the fine. recordings. But it's basically a terrible movie that is like they're trying to rip off an, an already very good movie so to me this is kind of fucking stupid and it's like this looks like an snl trailer that's gone on way too fucking long so yeah. i don't know man like i think as far as it comes to movies this will be like kind of like my final thought to wrap things up before we have more technical difficulties um i don't know man like i just like movies should be good be good. Be original. Fuck that. Like that's that doesn't seem original to me. It doesn't seem very no good. Shit. Like I, uh, you said something that like, yeah, it's literally just playing off of tropes that like every like, uh, oh the racist Karen, like oh she doesn't like those black people in our neighborhood, and they're playing off of horror elements of just like oh like look how scary it is that this Karen is calling the police on you or whatever. It's just like that that shit ain't scary. That's like that's just like real life for black people or whatever sometimes <laughs> like let's get get scared of this karen this like five foot two white woman or whatever that's in your neighborhood calling like i wish it was like some sort of twist to it we're just like make it a little bit more interesting but like no nah, this he hits the teacup and then he gets like he he like wakes up in like a policeman's like officer uniform or some shit <laughs> oh yeah uh Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, this is going to be, I want to call it the quits for the podcast as of today. Uh, there has been a little bit of technical difficulties today. It kind of sucks. Uh, but uh, if you guys could, uh, if you're watching this over on the YouTube portion of the thing, uh, be sure to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Helps me out a great deal. Watch it from start to finish. Helps out with the al algorithm. And also be sure to head over down to your preferred podcast platform. It's literally everywhere. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere where there's a podcast, we, uh, we're there. Also, the RSS feed is going to be in the description as well. So if you want to get that and uh, listen to it on your po podcast platform, be sure to go ahead and do so. Uh, my name is Yanni. And I'm Jake. I'm Riven. And this is the end of this podcast. So see you guys next time. <laughs>